Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an argument and an alien. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I'm brutally honest with my students. And a lot of times when people say they're brutally honest, it's usually it's usually directed towards somebody else. So somebody makes a mistake and I give them a hard time or somebody says something stupid and I just rag on them. You know, that's what people generally speak when they talk about brutal honesty. But I'm brutally honest with my students about who I am and about the mistakes I've made, the things I've done. Not just present stuff like, oh, I screwed that up. But, you know, past stuff. They need to, students need to realize that Adults walking around that are 30, 40, 50, they're just walking around. They just put one foot in front of another. They don't have it all worked out. And they've made they've made mistakes that students have made and they recovered from them. That's one of the greatest things that I see people freaking out about. Young people freak out about the mistakes they've made, primarily because they become immortalized on on social media. But regardless, you're gonna you're gonna survive some social media bullying, you know, like it, the people talking poorly about you or you saying something dumb or, or somebody having a bad picture of you, you're going to get through that if you try to get through it. It's not it's not going to be the end of the world, but it can really feel like that. And and as such, I, I tell my students again a lot about about things that I did in my in my past and in hopes of trying to advise them that life will go on and maybe give them a nugget of wisdom that they can get through or use to get through something. One uh, one in particular instance, this is really embarrassing. So I was dating this girl in high school and we fought all the time. And the longer I've looked at high school relationships because I see my students go through them, the more I see there's just this pattern. There's always the couple that, you know, like fights all the time. They hate each other and they like don't break up. But I, we actually broke up a ton and always got back together and we're always fighting, break up, get back together. You know the pattern. So this one day I'm arguing with her and I'm like, whatever, I have to go to swim practice. And I was captain of the swim team. I was a senior in high school. So I go to swim practice at Heather Farms and she follows me. She follows me in her car and gets out and continues the argument. And I was like, what? what like what are we doing this is bananas and my coach comes out god bless his soul he comes out he's like matt you need to get into practice because i was like 20 minutes late and again i was captain of the team what a horrendous example i was setting and i was like forget it i don't i'm trying to deal with this i was i was overloaded i was this emotional you know supercharged 18 year old just forget it i don't even care i mean whatever. So I'm going back and forth with my coach now and going back and forth with this, with this girl I was dating. And I look back on that. I was like, what in the holy hell was I thinking? I was arguing with my coach, right? I was arguing with this girl. I was just totally out of control. And I look back at that now and think, is there anything that could really get me is there anything that could really get me to behave that way again? It's like, man, no. I was a lunatic. I have no idea what, what caught me going that direction, but that was horrific. 
And I tell this to my students in the hopes that maybe they will recognize in the midst of in the midst of some argument they're having that they're behaving really poorly. You know, I look back on the 18-year-old man, I'm like, God, what a jerk that guy was, or just what a ding dong. Like, what were you thinking? And and there's not much to be said about it now, man. I mean, yeah, I made that mistake and and I look back on it and it's embarrassing, but I learn from it and I kind of move on. And again, there's there's very little, if not nothing, that could make me do that again. And the other day, I was listening to some people talk about, as silly as it is, aliens and kind of evolving humanity and evolving us to the point where, you know, we don't make those those silly mistakes. You know, like we have these giant heads and pale skin and we don't you know argue with each other and we don't murder each other and we fly around in these little silver discs and just kind of do whatever it is we do and, and we're very you know, almost enlightened technologically, but spiritually, right? We don't have the emotional outbursts and we don't have the tendencies towards violence and we don't have, we don't have all of those, all those things that make us kind of regret being human. And I was listening to this and I thought about having this conversation with my students about this girl I was arguing with, my swim coach, poor guy. And I started wondering, okay, is there anything that someone could have told me to help me realize how ridiculous the situation was? And I think the answer is no. And I think the answer is no because I remember now people trying to tell me had this uh, very good friend my sophomore year, Xenia, and she was super cool. She was totally one of the like hang with the boys kind of girls, really fun to hang around with. And she'd she'd tell me sometimes, she's like, what the hell are you doing with this girl? Like, this is ridiculous, Matt. I'd be like, oh, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. And, And my brother, my older brother tried to knock some sense into me sometimes. He's like, look, what are you doing? You're you're behaving really poorly, you know, and, and it's just, why? And I just blow my fire. Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. And even my dad, even my dad at one point, I remember him telling me, like, just hang up the phone. What are you doing? And of course, I wave my hand. Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. And it got me thinking about it. I don't think there's anything that they could have said to give me the perspective I have now. Because I think when it comes down to it, you can't front load wisdom. You can't take what somebody knows at 40 or 50 and somehow effectively, you know, kind of dump it into a younger person's head to the point where they, they act accordingly. Right? You can't all of a sudden take this 15-year-old and get them to act with the patience and wisdom and foresight and hindsight that a 40-year-old would have or a 50-year-old. I think of myself now. I'm not, not 40 yet, but man, if I knew when I was 21 what I know now, I'd, I'd be a killer. It'd be amazing. But I don't think there's any way to do that. 
you can't front load the wisdom. You can't just take something somebody's learned over decades and decades and all of a sudden effectively dump it into somebody else's head because some things have to be lived. Some things have to be just lived and learned. You have to understand it from a, a, a genuinely emotional state where you're either embarrassed with your behavior or you're elated with your behavior and you're, you realize the great sacrifices you made and you see how great that made you feel. Right? Somebody telling you, hey, sacrifice a lot will help you achieve things. You can't, you can't understand how profound that is until you do it just once and you get that sense of just oh, satisfaction and joy and accomplishment. You can't, you can't just talk your way into that. And it kind of depressed me for a minute because I thought about like, gosh, are we really destined to not be, not be, you know, these enlightened creatures. And, and oddly enough, I realized, no, we do get a chance to be enlightened. All of us get a chance to be enlightened if we live long enough when we want to be. We just don't get to do it at 15 because part of the enlightenment is in part the pain we go through. Part of our enlightenment is remembering doing these absurd, ridiculous things. And again, as painful as that may be, it's all part of it. You can't get the rose without the thorn. And I try to remind my kids about that as well. I try to remind them and help them understand that I actually am very thankful for the silly things I've done. I call them silly. I don't think I was a bad person. I was acting poorly, 100%, but I was a bad person. And the sooner my students can get past the things they do, the embarrassing things they do, the silly things they get caught doing, the sooner they can get past the emotional embarrassment, the sooner they can draw out the wisdom from the experience, the sooner they'll be enlightened. It's a difficult thing being a teenager. And anybody who's older likely remembers it, but I hang out with teenagers all the time. They're good people. It's hard being their age. It's hard having responsibility and making mistakes and letting people down. And it's even harder helping them learn from it. But you know what? The more we can help them, the better the human race will be. Because maybe one day we will become enlightened. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.